Welcome to another episode of To The Moon. And on this amazing episode, we've got Ramon Vasquez, an incredible, incredible Astro Flipping community member. Um, you've been with us for quite some time, and it's uh, uh, this, this episode is a long time coming. We could have had Ramon on an episode of To The Moon last year. Uh, his business has been booming, and he's doing an incredible job. And it's so much that I now don't get enough opportunities to see him because he's off just crushing it, doing deals and, and making all kinds of money. But we did connect and we scheduled to have you here today. And Ramon, I'm so happy to chat with you, connect with you again, see your beautiful face and find out what's been happening in your world since we met. So rewind us back to the beginning, Ramon. How did you find us? How is it? How did it go in the beginning? How uh, does it look now? Yeah, thank you, Jamil. Super excited to be here. Um, so my story began as a buy and hold investor. I was doing it out of state from California, buying in Kansas City. Chose Kansas City because that's where my wife's originally from. So kind of worked out that way. Well, eventually I ran out of capital. Like Do you most guys have new. like boots on the ground over there and people to help out with? Um. You know, not anybody I knew. I, I kind of just picked that market and then just uh, networked with a lot of folks through Facebook groups mostly. Was and we the, would visit. So, you know, you know, that helped. Yeah. And I'm I'm interested in this because Kansas City, of course, it's 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 a secondary market, right? So for those of you that aren't, don't know what I mean by that, there's like primary markets, like you would have Dallas, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, LA, and then there's secondary markets, right? Which don't mean that they're not good markets. They're just smaller markets. They've got few, you know, some, uh, fewer populations. The GDP there is is uh, smaller. You know, there's less industry, and so, but that also means that the real estate is a lot less expensive, and so it could be great for buy and hold investors, great for cash flow, and so people strategize and have a blend of secondary and primary markets in their real estate portfolios. And so, um, what I assume that the reason that you you chose Kansas City was a where your wife was from so you guys understood it but then b uh just the general price point yeah 100 um I started looking at at the time I was living in Inland Empire in Southern California and I was looking at multifamily there and I quickly realized oh okay a duplex is like six hundred thousand on the low end right and I didn't have that kind of money or at least I didn't want to put that much money down into my first investment. So Kansas City made a lot of sense from that perspective. Awesome. Awesome. So you start as a buy and hold investor and then what happens? So then 2020 rolls around. I I run out of capital. So I did a deal with my mom, did a partnership. So that was that was fun too. Uh, but I always knew that, you know, if if I wanted to, you know, really I guess pour some pour some uh, fire on this uh, journey and make it go a lot faster. I needed to figure out how to make capital quicker through real estate, and so I started looking at different avenues. And I realized back at that point it was getting harder and harder to find deals. And you know, looking at wholesaling more that I pretty much wrote off when I first started looking at it three years earlier because I'm just like, oh, that's a strategy for people. We don't have any money. It's like I have money coming in. I can save money. Like I'm, I'm just like a, a saver by nature. Um, but then I started like opening up my eyes, not having more of a closed mindset, and figuring out the value that wholesalers bring to the market. And if I was in it, I would have ideally the first pick 
of deals if I was going direct to seller. Absolutely. So you got, you're using wholesale as an opportunity and, and strategy to generate cash. And then yeah. also to cherry pick deals, which I, I still rely heavily on our wholesale operation to cherry pick deals for our television show and, and for other deals that we fix and flip. And, and if I'm going to uh, hold any properties for short-term rentals, it's a great wholesaling is the, is the way to find the diamonds. Right. And so um, that makes a, a, a lot of sense. Are you still holding rentals? Are you still buying and holding or have you just primarily shifted to wholesale now? No, I have. Um, so before Astro flipping, I think I was at, uh, 10 doors. Now I'm at 15 doors. One of them is a short term rental. Um, so, but mostly, mostly long term rentals. And so was able to do a creative finance, uh, deal. And actually, um, I found a house I'm living in today because of the networking I did kind of the skills you teach networking with other wholesalers. It didn't work out with that wholesaler, but I would have never realized this house existed if it wasn't for an email that I got in my inbox. And my wife just happened to be in the room and she was just like, what if we bought that house? And then the gear started turning and, you know, here we are living in a house that I didn't think was kind of feasible at the time, just because I didn't, you know, I wasn't thinking big enough and, you know, wow. yeah, everything worked out. Can't complain. What an incredible thing. Uh, the journey of life can be in that we find these little pieces of inspiration these little things lead us to these big decisions and i think that's the beauty of life right we don't realize how minuscule the motive can be that can totally take your life into a different ta uh, tangent right and so you yeah. just get an email and and all of a sudden you're living in a, in a different house and that you know that is going to change the trajectory of your guys's family because of you know just from where you live you guys have children it'll be you know, who are the friends they meet? Who are the, what, is, what schools do they go to? And that's going to affect their futures and their lives. And so this, the whole butterfly effect of what we do here is, is, is phenomenal. But so you've, to get back to that, you are wholesaling now and you, you, sorry, you find Astro. So, so get let, we didn't really. Yeah, we didn't that. So, yeah. So what happens yeah, it, then? Yeah. So, um, so then later in, in August of 2020, I joined Astro Flipping. I think I was looking at like a handful of, of programs and um, I think I ended up going with, with Astro flipping because I connected the most with, and I forgot her name now, whoever was the, the rep that I, I met. Oh, they, they weren't, yeah, they weren't pushy. That was something that doesn't resonate with me. I'm not like a make a decision today or else the price is going up. And so I appreciated that, you know, it was a, it was a difficult conversation to have with my wife because I've never paid, for coaching like real estate wasn't new for us because we've been doing it for a few years but i never took like a bunch of money and invested it and when i say a bunch of money relatively speaking like now looking back i'm just like how low of a risk you know high re reward opportunity is there doing a, a mastermind with you jamil having access to you like in hindsight well worth every penny and i know this sounds super like like commercial or clickbait or something and that's not like me at all like I think <laughs> you, you feel weird even saying it because you're like, <laughs> yeah. this isn't this is not my this is not yeah. who i am you, you yeah. just gotta find somebody who you resonate with and i think jamil you're like a really good fit for me as far as a mentor goes and kind of what i needed which is what i why i joined astro flipping was i need to figure out how to do wholesale and do it right because in my mind 
I was like, what if I do it wrong? What if I get in trouble? What if I get fined? You know, I was an agent at the time, so I didn't want to like break any rules. So there was a lot of limiting beliefs that I had. But the biggest and thing that and I got technical know how that you need as well. I mean, absolutely. You know, I think, yeah, I think absolutely. it's smart to look at this from the point of view of how do I keep myself in an up and up position, right? We we we've got this concept that wholesaling can be a little underground, a little gray area, and 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 to some people's definition shady right and so the reason for that is just because this is what the internet has given us you know i've looked i i I i've studied i studied so many people and i've been in wholesale for so many decades that you know when i look back at all of the folks that have have come up and and you know disappeared in the space of of educating people how to do this business model it's a little bit You know, you get taken back by it. You're like, wow, this is a cast of characters, you know, like there's some, I understand why people have had, have had weird feelings about it, but it doesn't need to be that right. It's we, what we do say, and, and, and of course you just uh, mentioned it. We provide so much value to the marketplace. We provide opportunities for fix and flippers to feed their families into, and to reposition homes that would otherwise be vacant and, and uninhabitable in many instances, we bring cash solutions to people who need to have a cash solution because their house a is just in the condition where it doesn't meet a retail sale uh, or they've got a life circumstance that requires them to make a fast deal and you know people don't they don't give that enough credit they don't understand that there's a lot of folks that just sometimes need the solution that a wholesaler can provide and there's so many people that benefit from it, from real estate agents to rehabbers to contractors to the people who work at the uh, department stores that sell contracting stuff, you know, the hardware stores, you right. know, all the things, right? Like the vendors, the, uh, the trades people, all of these folks are being positively benefited by the work that we do on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's something that we should be proud of, right? And I, and I, and I love the fact that you bring that up because we should be holding that dear to heart because we're, we're really moving the gears for so many different people and so many different aspects of this business. So let's rewind again. You're still there. You're, you're, you're in the beginnings of, of wholesaling. You find me, we resonate with each other. You convince your wife that you're going to spend some money on a mentorship. And then what happens? Um, and then, you know, I'm going, going through the modules, going through the program. And I believe within two months, I closed my first my my first wholesale deal, which came from networking with agents, right? Um, which for me was was kind of difficult because I was starting to know a lot of agents in that market mm-hmm. from being there, you know, as a buy and hold investor for a few right. years. And so I was like, well, I don't want to burn any bridges. Like this is going to be awkward. And anyway, I I end up doing my first deal. I get the deal from an agent. It's off market. The guy was going to do a live and flip. Never worked out. And then. Uh, I'm trying to sell it myself. I end up squaring up with another Astro member at the time um, who sold it to somebody locally, who I ended up knowing, but I, you know, like those dots weren't connected. And so I was able to make some money. He was able to make some money. And so was the the agent who, you know, mm-hmm. sold it to the end buyer. So it was like, you know, definitely the proof of concept I needed. I think, you know, it wasn't a huge assignment. I think I made like 4,500 bucks and I double closed it on accident, which I didn't know. That was probably on me, but like it ended up working out and like, you know, everybody was happy. We were able to help that, that uh, seller uh, sell fast and off market. So amazing. So you got your proof of concept, make 4,500 bucks. You solve a, a problem for an agent. You solve a problem for a seller. You 
you uh, squat up with another astro flipping student, which is incredible. So two people in the community make some money. And then how do you scale up? What's the, because obviously you're, and I know you and I've, I've, I've seen your journey. So I'm asking this, even though I know the answer. Um, but for the people that are, that are listening, uh, that was a pretty rap, rapid scale up then you, 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 you hit the, hit the ground running. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, that worked out. And I think you and I had conversations about like, cause I was still on the fence as like, should I be going direct to seller as well as trying to do the astro flip model? Because I was always about like, well, I want to find that really good deal first so I can hold it. Cause that was one of my goals as well while building capital. And so I started to dive into some direct to seller strategies. Some of the ones that you recommended, um, you know, uh, texting at that time was being, it was very effective and, and I, it is now again today. Um, so it's kind of funny how cycles go and come based on regulation. But in the, in the meantime, I'm still doing all of the things you teach, which is networking, um, you know, helping out other wholesalers, especially folks out of state. I, that's where I kind of found my niche mm -hmm. is once I moved here, which, you know, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but fast forward to 2001, we have an opportunity to move back to Kansas City because of my wife is giving orders to Fort Leavenworth. And then I'm like, hey, I'm ready. This is perfect opportunity. You know, I, I walked away from a six figure government job with like the best benefits ever. Damn. And I would have never done it if it wasn't for you know, the success, the proof of concept through Astro Flipping, through wholesaling. Um, because, you know, I was an agent this whole time in California and it just never really worked. It was never really my cup of tea. I wasn't working with the right folks. But then I started doing some wholesale transactions. I told myself, well, I can go be an agent, work with investors and do the wholesaling thing. So that's what happened. Fast forward a year after doing about like one, one deal a month or so through the, through the things you've taught in Astro Flipping and doing... Some of the direct to seller stuff was actually brutal. I will say that at first, and you kind of you kind of warn folks about that. It doesn't. It's not like you start texting and tomorrow you have a deal and it closes right. in a week. Like that's it, not it possible. It costs money. It takes follow up. Right. It takes time. There's a lot of brain damage that goes into direct yeah. to seller. Yeah. And that's I think the thing that resonates with my messaging with a lot of folks is like all that for one deal and then it's done. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you spend all the time and all, and it's and it's you can't. You can't re-monetize that relationship, which to me, I just don't believe in that. I don't, I'm, I'm not a transactional person. I'm a relationship guy. Right. I need yeah. to come back again and know you more. I want to be friends forever. Like I don't, yeah. want, I don't, I, if we make, especially if we break bread and make money, you know, yeah. I don't want this to be done. I, I, I want to, I want to see opportunity over and over and over again, which is why the way that I've built this and what I teach is so relationship based. Yeah, hundred percent. And and it's 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 kind of emotional to go direct to seller. Like what happened to me was I looked up a bunch of deals that were probably way too high, or I just didn't know to negotiate a better price. And so you know, not everybody has the stomach for that. Like I'm not a super confrontational person, um, and I'm actually always trying to help out the seller, which is probably it's a good thing. But like sometimes you have to negotiate so you can make money, so you can like stay yeah. in this business. Um, but, but you're absolutely right, Jamil. Every person we've done a deal with on the, like as a JV, a cold wholesaler, whatnot, they become some of our best partners. You know, we rarely do one deal with one person and never talk to them again. And so right. I also to enjoy that. Um, and if I could rewind a little bit, so while I'm in Astro flipping during that whole year, before I moved to Kansas city, I started, we, we started like a local mastermind or group of Astro flippers. And one of those uh, members was Omar. And that's 
how Amazing. I found him as a, as a partner because I him and him. I were the two that were most consistent. And he was just like, well, you know, let's, let's join our forces. We can like, if we go direct to seller, we can, um, you know, you can use my VA and you can do the acquisitions. I can do disposition. So that's kind of how that partnership uh, was created. And through Omar's, you know, help on the dispo side, he proved that the JV model, the co-wholesale, like that's a legit business model, which I was kind of quick to dismiss at first because I started telling myself, well, I just got lucky with that one agent. You know, I'm never going to find another one or, you know, most wholesalers don't want to work with me because like what value do I have to bring? But then we quickly realized that kind of what you say, a lot of these acquisition wholesalers don't have time to really focus on dispo and they don't know how to capitalize on every lead that comes in. And that's where we would jump in. And especially the out-of-state folks, once I, I came to Kansas City, we offered that boots on the ground help, which folks were like bending over backwards to work with us because that's a, a huge need for anybody getting started is connect with folks who are operating in multiple markets Absolutely. and don't have boots yeah. on the ground. Absolutely, man. And it's uh, it's a real thing. It's a it's a real thing being helpful and and being a resource for people and then having those relationships want to continue to do to do business with you. I mean, you know, for instance, do you everyone knows the the my favorite realtor that I work with, Monique Walker, you know, she's she's become famous as the 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 my million dollar relationship, right? I'm going to see her tonight at a Keegley meetup that we're doing and you know, again, she could she do business with other people? Yes. Could those other investors maybe give her a better number on a, on a house here or there? Yes. But does right. she trust them? Does she know them? Does she love them? Does she want to continue to build a business and continue to build brand together and to do something that's special, right? And so, right. you know, looking at that, like I said, I got a million dollars plus a year with this one person and we've got lots of folks that we work with like that. And so this concept of, building relationships and adding value to people's business. Like Monique is a huge producer. She does in her own right, 20 to 30 retail transactions a month. Right. And Maybe. I'm her, my wholesale business with her is a small portion of what she does. And so right. when you look at it from that perspective, it's like, wow, you know, there's you, just like you and Omar, there's so many ways that you, we can add value to each other and create synergies. It's, but it really is about the consistency. Right. And yeah. and you and Omar had that with each other. So you recognize immediately like, oh, that's a boss. That's a boss. Let's get together and do stuff together. So how does that partnership, uh, how does that come to fruit? And what, what are you guys doing now? Oh, it's been an amazing ride. Uh, for me, it was it was the uh, mental stability I think I needed. It's it, This business can be very emotional if right. you're used to consistent paychecks. Like me, I was W-2. And so for me to have somebody to talk to and like when a deal blows up, you know, we talk about, okay, what could we have done to do like make the deal better, make it happen. You know, kind of going back to what you talk about, it's like getting on the contract is like half the battle. Like the transaction coordination of it is a huge piece. So that's something that Omar definitely helped with. But, but fast forward, um, you know, to later in, in 2021, actually, almost a year later from when we joined Astro, Omar also joined around the same time. And actually we're almost the same exact age. It's just it's like funny how that works. Completely different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and we're actually not even the same, like he lives in Wichita still. So right. we're not even like super close to each other. We just talk all the time on the phone. So I feel like I know him. Um, but yeah, fast forward to uh, August of 21 and we form a like legitimate business together. Um, we have our LLC simplex properties is, is kind of the name we do business under. And we start focusing on branding, start focusing on becoming 
you know, something like Kigui one day is our aspiration, right? Where you're a known brand in the market. And that's, that's our goal for Kansas city. I feel like um, we're, we're probably doing the most, if not towards, you know, one of the most, you know, uh, deals as, as a, uh, as a JV or partnership um, since that's become about half of our, our business monthly right now is still doing JVs, Coval sales, just helping folks, move deals that they otherwise couldn't move. And so, you know, I feel beyond blessed to have started with the fundamentals and astro flipping and, you know, kind of opening my mind to that collaboration over competition. I definitely had that feeling when I was first getting started It's you know, it seemed like it was very cutthroat. And then I met you and you kind of, you know, you made, you made sure that the community astro flipping wasn't like that. And I just try to spread that through all the other communities um, you know, in, in the wholesale community and Kansas city is so small and it, you quickly folks realize that you're not in it for the right reasons. And so it's, it was great to come from that mindset and always look to help out. Even the guy who's I've never heard of and just reaches out in my DMs. Like I'm going to give him as much time as somebody who's doing 10 deals a month because awesome. you never know where that relationship could go. Absolutely. And even if it's just a, a an opportunity for you to help somebody and then, you know, their life changes because of that. There's, there's, yep. uh, a, there's blessings that find their way back to you just for that service, you know? And so there's a, there's a beautiful thing that happens when you choose to collaborate over compete. And we saw it here in Phoenix, there was no more of a cutthroat market than Phoenix, Arizona. The time that I came, uh, I came into my right here. And, and I remember looking around at everybody and being like, wow, this is a snake pit. <laughs> this is a snake pit. And I thought, I, I said to myself, I'm going to change this. I'm going to make this snake pit the most lovable, friendly, amazing place to work. And it happened fast because people actually, what I've learned is that nobody wakes up in the morning wanting to be nasty. Nobody wakes up wanting to try to get one over on the other person. We all wake up wanting to be loving, happy, joyful, connected human beings everybody has that within them it's the it's the pressures it's the stress it's the what we think we're supposed to do to succeed bs lie that we're fed that make us behave different ways but at the end of the day when you go home and you hug your kids the person that hugs their kid isn't the guy that that screwed the other person over during the day the person that tells their wife or their husband that i love you and it looks them in the eye with that tenderness isn't the person that stole or a deal from the other guy you know what i mean that's not even though that person can be doing that that exact thing even though they could be doing a negative thing out in the world they still have people that love them and that they love and so you know that the fundamentals of this person's spirit is good right they're just been told that they have to do things in a weird way or in a in a negative fashion in order to succeed and and we know for certain that that's not true anymore and so Tell us what the volume looks like, because you said you were the highest or the second to highest volume wholesaler in Kansas City. And I want to know, what does that mean? I think so. I mean, and I, I will caveat that. Like, I don't I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to compare myself to like the new Westerns and whatnot. I'm sure they they probably okay. I'm the greatest wholesaler in the world. And I don't <laughs> care if that's true or not. That's what I believe. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, so right now we're we're consistently doing four four to six deals. Um, it's quickly scaling up because now Omar's full time. He just went full time recently. I while though I left my W two last um, summer, 
I actually went into being an agent and that kind of started consuming a lot of my time. So I left, I left being an agent at all in, in March because I was just like, this wasn't for me. It was still not what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of control my destiny a little bit more instead of just being, um, you know, somebody's representative. And at the end of the day, you're at their whim, right? Like you can't force somebody to close a deal. Um, and so while we were doing like two to four, now we've kind of jumped up to, to four to six and the assignment fees are getting bigger. What does that um, look like? Yeah. What's a month look like for you guys now? Um, so we've started adding flips, so that's going to be a new thing. But right now, our our monthly income is consistently in like the forty to sixty k range. Yeah, so it's like oh. it's enough where you're like you can start drawing money and not feel uh, you know not feel crazy about it. Which is always always my thing. I always put it back into the business, back into the business. I'm the same way. Um, because I'm the same. You know, way. we have we have marketing costs, right? Yeah. Like we're we're we are still going direct to sellers, so. That's something we're just constantly so, building up on. So interesting because you are still doing direct to seller. Again, uh, it's yeah. not that I don't teach direct to seller guys. I do, and I'm actually pretty good at it. But uh, what I do teach more is the is the relationship based business model, right? But let's compare yeah. the revenue between direct to seller and the other. What wins? The revenue? Well, not rev uh, because because there's cost. There's greater cost. That's true. So what yeah. overall, like what's the more profitable uh, vertical for you? Um, so it's difficult because we have some, like our flips are mostly direct to seller just because, you know, we want them pretty steep because we're seeing a lot of good deals. And so I think that will skew it towards the, towards the direct to seller. But when you look at like the fact that there's zero cost, and even though our assignments are smaller because we're JV and we're splitting or, you know, we've done we do 60, 40 with folks who bring us multiple deals. So we're mm -hmm. pretty generous. We're not trying to take a giant piece of the pie because we understand they have costs or whatnot. Um, it's, it's probably more equal than I would like to admit, to be honest, right? Like they're probably about the same. It's just, we can, we can expand quicker by doing both is kind of what our strategy was. And yep. so for us, it's kind of been a good thing. It, it's good to see like all our JVs kind of pay for all the bills and then some, and then everything on the direct to seller side is just, you know, quote unquote profit. Um, but like I will say, it's it's a way different business when you are direct to seller because, you know, we have employees now. We have VAs that rely on salaries. And that was a big deal for me. I know you talk about it a lot. Like once you bring somebody on board, you you shouldn't just want to fire them. And we had, we were blessed to be able to, you know, bring a part-time VA that's been with us for since almost the beginning to make her full-time when she got fired by a different wholesaler uh, because they just weren't seeing any, fruit from cold calling, but we knew right. she was an awesome VA. And so we were able to bring her on board and offer bonuses because we are able to bring in JVs. If we have a slow month, we know how to procure deals off the MLS, right? Stuff that folks will tell you there's no deals there uh, when there clearly is, you just have to put in the effort. So we've, we've layered on MLS deals as another vertical too. Um, and so we haven't hit that as hard as we like. We definitely need to, um, but anytime there's like a, a lull in some leads, We'll just be going on the MLS and, and making offers. And, you know, we're, we're hitting crazy metrics in that arena. I don't know why we don't go back to it. I think we get shiny object syndrome with all the direct to seller stuff. But like, if you ask me how much effort we put into the MLS deals we've done, it's so minimal. It's kind of crazy. It's way, way below with like Ryan Zolan teaches. And it's kind of stupid that we don't put more effort into it. It's just that, you know, 
we're, we're still trying to get work with some sellers on the stigma on, on market, even though we can negotiate a great deal. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's the only thing that's kind of like in our mind, but we've, we've proven it. Like we've done several deals on MLS and it's because you have to, in this market, you have to negotiate a good deal. You can't send out a deal at list price that, that, that really doesn't fly just because, you know, things aren't being underpriced that much in this market. The margins aren't as big. And so what we do is we'll negotiate a 50K price reduction, which is pretty significant. And then we'll be able to make like five or 10K on it. And it's a super quick, easy deal. Um, no marketing costs. So it's a win-win yeah. for us. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal approach. And actually for us, a lot of the deals that we fix and flip are the on-market deals that we find because we can just get such a great discount on those. And nice. again, not, not worried about, you know, perception of the buyer and them. We've really trained our buyers to understand that there's a lot of value on the MLS and we just are really good at finding it. And so um, it's just that it's a timing thing and it's a and it's a maturity thing and, and a relationship yeah. thing between you and your buyers. But um, right. incredible, Ramon, incredible to hear this and watch your success. I am so happy to be a part of this story. And, you know, your wife, she must have been pretty proud of you to see the ROI that you had from the Astro investment, right? She say, <laughs> she say Ramon, if you ever in the future want to invest in coaching, I, I trust you. Oh, yeah, 100%. We've, we've actually joined several other uh, like mentorships since then, just like some of the direct-to-seller stuff or just marketing skills that, you know, we wanted to dial in. When you and compare it, them, what, uh, do, uh, how are they compared to what we do here? at astro yeah. <laughs> um it's we'll see a lot of them are tbd um but i mean i do feel like if you're getting started um there's a few, there's a few programs where i'm like okay what would i do if i went back obviously I, I don't think i'd ever think twice about astro i feel like that's it's phenomenal because it just teaches you everything about the industry and that you're not pigeonholed to okay i have a mentor who's directed seller but he has no idea how to work with anybody else, right? Like that's, and it's an expensive avenue and maybe that doesn't work for you and right. you run out of money, God forbid, right? Yep. And so for me, for me, I think it's the folks you surround yourself with, Jamil. Like I feel like those guys resonate with me. So like Pace Morby has a good mentorship. I've never joined it. I feel like I would probably uh, suffer in that group because there's so much information. I feel like that's, that's something that I didn't need. I needed kind of what you were putting out, which is simple to the point, you know, if you have a high level question, you can answer all of them. Like you said, I think, I think you're super modest when it comes to all the other, you know, wholesaling techniques. I feel like you've done them all really successfully and you just, you know, found your niche and you teach that, but you, you know how to do it all. And you tell us in that Astro community, I mean, I, I, I had a ton of questions, direct to seller, you know, JV, co-wholesale, microflip, everything. And I never was like, oh, I wish Jamil knew about this. You knew about all of it. It's just, you know, you would say, your level of knowledge and kind of let us know where to go to look for more or even bring in other folks, right? The connections you have. And again, I haven't been on the call in a little bit, but I know when I was there and I'm all, I'm sure it's only grown because I see all the announcements on everybody who's joining the calls is like, you bring all kinds of experts in that, you know, that community in itself is well worth the the price of admission just to have access to you on phone calls or even the, the groups that you created on Facebook. There's so many helpful folks on there and, all of them want to work together. All of them want to yeah. make money together. And none of them will ever cut you out of a deal, which is something that so many people are scared of when they're That's getting the started. Thing, guys, I, I am very protective of the community and we got, we have, we have rules and the rules are no fools. You got, you come in and you've got to be, you got to be a giver. You got to, you can never, we, 
We do not tolerate people going around people's backs and doing weird stuff. It's an it's an incredibly giving, safe place to learn and, and earn at the same time. Ramon, how do people find you if they want to do business with you, bro? So I got, you can reach me on my Instagram, which is there on the screen, Ramon underscore REI or Ramon Vasquez underscore REI. Um, I'm hesitant to give out my cell phone, um, but I promise that I'm super responsive in my Instagram DMs. Or if you, you can find me on Facebook, if, if you can find a Ramon Vasquez in, in uh, Kansas City, it might be a little hard, but um, I, I am really good at responding back. Also, if you prefer email, you can uh, email me, Ramon at simplexre.com. There you go, guys. That is the jam here with Ramon Vasquez. He wants to do business with you uh, in Kansas City primarily, right? Yes, we're, we're primarily in Kansas City um, and the Omar's in Wichita. So we do a little bit of business out there and we may be expanding into some other markets um, soon, but that's to be announced. Um, probably most likely the Midwest because we're just familiar with that. Um, and we still do have buyers that actually, we have a lot of hedge fund buyers that buy across the Midwest. We haven't expanded that vertical yet, but that's coming shortly too. So if you've got, you know, stuff in A and B class areas that has a good rent rate, we probably have a buyer for that in the Midwest or the Sunbelt region. But, you know, we're, we're not, we haven't pushed that out yet. That's probably a post soon to come from Omar and the uh, Astro Flipping uh, Facebook group. Awesome. Guys, you heard it here. Ramon Vasquez wants to do business with you. Reach out to him on IG and by email, and we will see you guys on the next one. Later.